0: With open training camp practices coming to an end and one preseason game in the books, let's get into a 53-man roster projection that's a little bit early based on everything we know so far.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisco. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals as we take our first look at a potential 53 man roster with all the difficult decisions the Cincinnati Bengals will have to make. And you can find this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. When you subscribe, you can become a first listener making us your first listen every day, whether that's on a morning run while you're making breakfast or on your drive to work or become an everydayer and or become an everydayer. Ideally, you do both and don't miss an episode of the podcast as we're ramping up for preseason game number two. Can't wait for the regular season to get here and see some higher level football happening around these parts. But today we're going to get into a 53-man roster projection this is obviously a little bit too early but based on everything we know today of course things can change it's worth taking a stab and and this is based on training camp to this point and based on what we saw in the game so for example one thing that became very clear or or very likely clear when drew sample didn't play is that he's gonna make the team unless there's some sort of big injury thing we don't know about where they're really trying to ease him back in it seems pretty likely that your Sample makes the team for example but let's let's take a broader look James and start with the offense here and Joe Burrow obviously making the team but his backup a question we talked about on yesterday's show
2: still feels very much up in the air yeah I uh I agree with you I think Oh, I don't want to keep talking about these quarterbacks and beat a dead horse, but it, it's it's up in the air. If I had to predict today, I think they've been equally bad, and so you would default to experience. the The familiarity in the offense is only going to grow for Trevor Simeon, and so I would probably go that route. I also think Friday he has a chance to show that, oh, well, if it is – if I'm properly protected at least to a degree I can do a bit more than Jake Browning so I give the edge to Simeon almost by default because I came into camp that way neither guy's impressed if you want more opinions on the the backup quarterbacks we certainly did that on yesterday's show but overall yeah I think it's it's really close and not the way you wanted it to be close I wish they were putting up 50 plus points and moving the ball up and down the field whether it's in practice or in in the preseason we haven't seen that thus far but i still give the edge to Simeon, but it's a close one
0: yeah i have a hard time moving off Simeon as well for similar reasons i think his arm can play in the nfl but there are issues with decision making with accuracy there's a reason that he's been a journeyman but he has been around the nfl for a long time jake browning maybe is making somewhat better decisions, but there's also some stuff where you look at it on tape and you're really wondering why the heck he threw the ball. The most noteworthy of those being an attempted screen that almost gets picked off by a Packers defensive lineman in preseason game one. So that, combined with the inexperience, combined with the arm strength that just doesn't play at a high level unless you're playing with an incredible amount of anticipation, which Browning doesn't really do, at least yet, at least consistently, and we're talking about backups here, hard to come off of Trevor Simeon as the default answer. But you're right. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Don't need to rehash that entire conversation. Perhaps more interestingly, running backs,
1: mm-hmm. as
0: this is a room where all offseason I've thought three guys, but then Travion Williams gets injured, can't compete for the first preseason game up until this point. And I'm not comfortable saying the Bengals are going to cut Williams. I I think that going into the offseason, or going into the the training camp period, he was my favorite, and I think our favorite, to emerge for that pass-protecting running back two role. Chase Brown is obviously making the team. I'm back to four running backs, which means that there's a sacrifice elsewhere. But until we see these guys differentiate from one another, in the remaining preseason games, if we see that. I have a pretty tough time cutting either guy. Outside of the argument that maybe you could say they could get to the practice squad, no problem, given the state of running backs in the NFL right now.
2: Great minds. Here's why you, you probably have to go with four running backs, because Travion Williams is probably the best pass protector on the team. Chris Evans is flashed. Chase Brown has certainly flashed. And, and showed off that speed, just catching the pass and, and taking it up the sideline for 21 yards. A team will claim that. A team might claim Chris Evans. A- and so I, I think as of today, the most likely scenario, and I know we've talked about them signing a veteran, is them keeping four running backs and saying, look, one of these guys is going to emerge. We probably think it's Travion. He was battling that ankle. We didn't want to rush him back. But We know what Chase Brown can do. And Chris Evans has done enough and improved enough as a player to make this initial roster. Doesn't mean he'll be on the roster or or one of these guys will be on the roster by week five. But the initial 53, I agree with you. And this is a big change because I thought Evans was on the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. But with Williams coming into camp, but with Williams hurt and Evans emerging a bit and and getting those first reps with Joe Mixon in court on Monday, I, I think it'll be Mixon. Brown, Evans, and Williams, all four, not necessarily in that order, but all four make the 53-man roster as of today.
0: And this is one that I think is right for change. Like, depending sure. on the way the next couple of weeks go, no doubt. Of, I think backup quarterback for sure, but but running back in general, the number of running backs they keep could, could very easily change based on what happens in the next couple of weeks. And just a small note on Joe Mixon's aggravated medicine case, that is ongoing. And that will continue to be ongoing into Wednesday, according to reports, when the judge hopes to reach a verdict. So that is the update on the Joe Mixon case. Let's go tight end next. I think this one is, is a shorter conversation. This is one where you and I have talked a lot about the possibility of, of finding a trade partner for a tight end to add some depth to this room. And I think Tanner Hudson's concussion is very unfortunate because he's my third tight end right now. Irv Smith, Drew Sample, Tanner Hudson has been the guy popping, making plays in training camp, made plays in that preseason game, made plays as both a receiver and a blocker, but needs to be healthy so that he can show that over the rest of the preseason.
2: It's like you stole my notes, and I I don't like that we're agreeing this much, but I, I have Tanner Hudson as well, and it's because he can be Irv Smith Jr.'s backup. Drew Sample is not Irv Smith Jr.'s backup. The whole offense changes if, if you're trying to ask Sample to, to be this pass catcher. You're just not doing it. And, and so you're going to throw the ball to the receivers more. And so I think Hudson gives them that element. This is subject to change too, and here's mm-hmm. why. Devin Asiasi, of course, is still in the mix. But if Mitch Wilcox gets activated, yeah. then I think he, and I had him here, that's who got derailed. That's who I had starting in camp, because I thought he was going to come off the pup list very quickly. That did not happen. So to me, TBD here, especially with Hudson now dealing with a concussion, does he miss this week? Does he miss next week? Concussions can last a couple of weeks. And and so if that happens, Mitch Wilcox could get back out there and earn his spot. Obviously, they know what he is, and they're probably not going to rush him. This is one that's, that's pretty up for grabs. I think Sample is a lock. We know Irv Smith Jr. is a lock that third spot. i give it to Hudson now because I think he's the only one out of the group that can be that level of pass catcher. But I think Wilcox is on his heels and it wouldn't shock me if Asi finds a way. And then here's the other thing. Maybe they say what we just did with running backs. They do with tight ends Mm -hmm. and they keep four. I, I think that that could be the position they keep four at as well.
0: It's possible if Wilcox gets healthy I, I wouldn't be shocked if they see Wilcox and Hudson as similar players. Hudson, I think, more comfortable as a receiver we've seen so far, but doesn't have the level of dynamic threat that Irv Smith has. Can give you something as a receiver for sure, and we saw that, but not too far off of what Mitch Wilcox gives you. But there's a reason he's around, I think, and and we'll see with Devin Asiasi. I think not a great preseason game for him has has some significant work to do let's keep going with a couple more positions on the offense james and since it seems like we're agreeing so much and you think i've stolen your notes you can go first for the next one but we'll get to wide receiver in the offensive line coming up next
2: today's show is brought to you by Nutriful. Nutriful is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Their hair growth supplements are physician formulated, natural, science backed ingredients, and they're drug free. Patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health so go to neutrophil.com men to take their hair wellness quiz identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutriful will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through whole body wellness take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutriful is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month subscription by going to Nutriful.comslash men and using promo code locked on nfl Find out why 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutraful by going to Nutraful.com slash men. That's N U T R A F O L.com slash men. Enter promo code locked on NFL. slash men. Promo code locked on NFL.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: James, let's stay on the offensive side of the ball here where we've got a couple more positions to talk about. And that is, of course, your favorite wide receiver and your other favorite offensive line.
2: Well, a wide receiver is the most important position in sports. And, and so with that said, this is the one that has been completely unchanged. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Charlie Jones, Trenton Irwin, Andre Yosevash, and Stanley Morgan Jr. Seven. The Bengals keep seven. Stanley Morgan Jr., I know some kind of overlook him. Lock lock it in. Locked on. Whatever you want to say, Stanley Morgan Jr. is making the team. We've seen what Andre Yosavash can do. Trenton Irwin's had a great camp as that wide receiver for. Charlie Jones going to make it as well. Obviously, we know about the big three. Do you disagree?
0: No, I don't. I I hope this was Charlie Jones. Me. Yeah, I think that this is the easiest position. Uh, defensive line is pretty easy too. Linebacker is pretty easy too. So there, there's a few really
2: linebacker. Easy linebackers. Linebacker is easy. Yeah, linebacker because the drop off after the fifth guy is very yeah significant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so
0: there's there's a few that are pretty easy, but this one hasn't changed for me at all. The only one where I thought, you know, maybe this is a year where where they tried to get past Stanley Morgan Jr. They, they just aren't there. They, they just haven't gotten to that point yet. So I think he will be on the team again as a special teams ace. He has a role on the offense where they trust him. And, and maybe, you know, Yosefash and and Charlie Jones take a step in those departments. Maybe they become special teams contributors in in one way or another run blockers in one way or another yosevash by the way shout out for the work he did as a blocker uh uh, in the screen game um and in the run game in preseason game one showing showing some signs there so you know maybe in in the future but but for now i agree with you there the only other thing here is charlie jones health not that i think he doesn't make the 53 because they have to carry him to the 53 if they're going to put him on ir or something like that at some point but if they decide to shut him down at some point that's the only other thing that i could see happening that would change this room but it doesn't seem very likely
2: no i mean he's practicing and mm-hmm. going through everything it's not like he's even limited at this point right. so i don't think that that's really in the cards but you're right i mean that would be kind of the wrench that would you could potentially throw in the wide receiver room if there was an injury or if that got worse his shoulder did. All right, let's get to offensive line because I think we're going to disagree here because right now we've been pretty locked in. It's been about the, uh, the same throughout. I have them keeping nine offensive linemen. The big five, Orlando Brown Jr., Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Cordell Volson, and Jonah Williams. The four backups I have, Trey Hill at center, Cody Ford. Following Zach Taylor's praise, it yep. might have been BS. It might be real. I've also heard a little buzz behind the scenes about him. Just asking around since Zach Taylor said that. So Cody Ford. And then the two other guys. Mr. Reliable. The guy they trust to be their swing tackle, Akeem Adenogy. I know a lot of people are going to be, oh. And then the guy that's had the best camp out of the remaining guys, Deontay Smith. I think that's the route they go. Max Sharping, I think they would love to keep him. Not sure he's showed enough at center to this point to beat out Trey Hill. And that's what that spot comes down to. So Max Sharping, they're trying to sneak him onto the practice squad. Lyle Collins starts the year on the pup list. Certainly think they should keep him in the organization, give him at least four more weeks to recover. And then the other one, the elephant in the room, and it's it's so funny, just full disclosure, Jake Lisko was going through scenarios and literally named exactly what I have on the, my spreadsheet right before we started recording. And I'm like, Jake, stop. Stop now. You might be going through my scenario. I think they trade Jackson and Carmen. It feels like they would be open to that. Like, is, is Carmen better than Deontay Smith? It, do they believe in him and trust him more than Akeem Adenergy? Is there a team in the league that would look at his physical traits? I was talking to a former NFL player today. Has all the physical traits, but I'm just not sure. Some coach will say, yeah, it's worth a late-round pick or it's worth a, a, a late-round pick. Uh, or a, a third or fourth string running back that might be valuable to the Bengals or tight end or whatever it is. So I think they trade Jackson Carmen. That would be my prediction as of today.
0: That's my theory, very early in camp, I was going around talking to you, talking to some of the other media on the sidelines saying, you know what? Remember when Michael Jordan and Billy Price got first team reps early in training camp? And that has been the path so far for Jackson Carmen. He's no longer getting first team reps But it's hard to say today that they're going to move on from Jackson Carmen. That could change in the next couple of weeks, but it still seems like he's a backup tackle. And do they trust Deontay Smith's strength? Do they trust that he, I think they need to see more. Deontay Smith, Akeem identity, Jackson, Carmen for two spots. I also came off Sharping after hearing the way Zach Taylor talked about Cody Ford, reflecting on the fact that Cody Ford was an unrestricted free agent signing. I I have a hard time moving Cody Ford off the team. He's been the right guard with Alex Kappa missing time with the ones in 11s in practice. So hard to say it's not Ford. And then Trey Hill almost by default, they don't have a backup center. We talked about this yesterday would like to see someone emerge here and show that they are truly capable of playing backup center. So mm-hmm. far, we we haven't really seen that. So until somebody pushes Trey Hill off the spot, I don't see how you get Trey Hill out of there. The, the one that's interesting to me is, is Carmen because cutting him is, is different from trading him, I think.
2: No if, doubt. And
0: if they can't find a trade partner, does that mean Carmen just makes the team and they try to get Deontay Smith under the practice squad or something like that? You can see it.
2: You could, I, or do they try to get Cody Ford that way or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever it is. It, it's just a really tackle heavy if they go that route. So you're right. It might be Deontay Smith in that post or in that realm. What if they traded him for a backup center, Carmen?
0: The, then you can keep sharpening, I guess, but but then you have three interior guys. Like they're not going to keep three backup interior guys. That's why they're working all these guys at different positions to try to find versatility. But Ford is one that has not worked at backup center. So Maybe that's it's just interesting sign that Ford is just one of the backup cards.
2: Because there's a lot of there's a lot of areas where you could say, all right, well, you know, running back tight ends like center, those are three areas where you'd say in backup center, obviously. Mm-hmm. If you could get the right guy for Carmen would make sense. I haven't looked in the, the trade machine much, but if you could get let me would you trade Jackson Carmen for Samaj P run right now? Uh, yeah. Denver's not, uh, but but of I, course I, you would.
0: I would trade Jackson Carmen for a lot of things that I think could be useful to the twenty twenty three Bengals. As we, what about we, these yeah. blue
2: light glasses I have here? Would you trade? Sounds
0: me? great, not yeah. clinically proven. Wow, what a look! Clark Kent showing up. Let's talk about some more spots. We haven't gotten to the defense at all. There's some easy ones on the defense. The specialists, I think, are pretty easy. I'm sure we'll have some more debates, some more conversation. How many players do you have on the offense, there? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay, it's perfect. Worth,
2: I'm I'm perfect.
0: Worth keeping worth keeping track of exactly how many. I'm also at twenty-five because I can't get to nine. I, I had a hard time getting to to nine linemen, but I, I think I am on nine linemen. Hmm. Y- your your scenario sounds plausible, but until they find a trade partner for Jackson Carmen. Uh, I have a hard time putting him off the the 53.
2: Friday is going to be the Carmen game.
0: It's a big game, big week for him, Uh, and for the team in terms of finding trade partners. Let's get to the defense here, James, coming up next.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right, Jake, let's talk defense, and let's start in the trenches where – I guess it could be kind of interesting but to me with terrell basham dealing with that ankle injury and kind of derailing his camp it made it easier here that's the big change for me on my 53-man roster i have five defensive ends now hubbard hendrickson osai sample murphy and what that does we can just combine the defensive line it opens up the door for a guy who seems so obvious now after what he did on friday night and what luana rumo said but i had him on the outside looking in to start camp And so I have Reeder, B.J. Hill, Zach Carter, Josh Tupo, no shocks there, and J. Tufele making it as the fifth defensive tackle. And and so those are my 10 defensive linemen.
0: Yep. Lockstep there. I I don't see a way this really changes unless Dominique Davis does something crazy and J. Tufele falls off a cliff. Yeah, Dominique Davis is the prime practice squad candidate, is one of the guys that I have on my practice squad right now, I don't have a full practice squad, though. Like, looking at the Bengals' depth, I only have 13 guys that I think are – 13, 14 guys, maybe, that I think they you would know, want to keep on the practice
2: squad. You need to be more respectful to Mac Hippenhammer. Do I? Yeah.
0: Why? Are we going to talk about Mac Hippenhammer? Let's not. Let's keep going on the defense. I was not
2: going to. I'm just letting you know you need to put some respect on his name.
0: It's not disrespect. It's just there's get to other receivers that I would put on the practice squad before that linebacker. It. Very cut and dried. I think that the same five guys here that it was last year: Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, Akeem Davis, Gaither, Marcus Bailey, Joe Bachi. That doesn't
2: change. What? Just kidding. Yeah. Let's get let's get to the ones that are are can be kind of tough, right? Um, specialists: Evan McPherson, Brad Robbins, Kyle Adamitis. Any debate? Yep. No. Safety, Dax Hill, Nick Scott, Tyson Anderson, Jordan Battle, Mike Thomas on the practice squad. Hopefully, you have him on the practice squad, and and maybe they can work it out to where he gets a little more than that vet minimum. I, I know uh, last year, who did they have veteran wise that was making his normal normal deal on the practice squad? There was a guy that was making like eight hundred grand on the practice squad. Hopefully, they can get him that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember who that was. I know that like last year they cut Brandon Allen initially before bringing him back to the 53. Either way. You're talking about
2: Yeah. Ho- hopefully Mike Thomas sticks around either way. And I think I, he would, but
0: I'm in the same boat for safety. Uh, they, they get him to the practice squad. Then you see what happens. Maybe he ends up on the 53 man roster at some point during the season. I think a big thing with, with Thomas though, that makes it a little bit intriguing is the personal pump protector rule where he's been the guy quite frequently. And and is repping that very seriously every day at sure. practice.
2: Well, that's his path to the roster, right? Right. I mean, I get it.
0: But the other cuts are just too difficult. I, I wouldn't be shocked if if Mike Thomas ends up making the team and anything can happen, right? Like attrition happens in the preseason. And and maybe that's a path for him as well. But those young guys have shown too much. And it's just it's just hard with the other positions we've talked about unless they cut a running back, like maybe that's what it is. They feel comfortable with their running backs and and then they choose to keep Mike Thomas there instead. That, Mm -hmm. that you can see. I I have a hard time seeing them going light at any of the other positions we've talked about so far.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it comes down to this one now though. And that's why I wanted to leave cornerback for last because I, I don't know where you're at. And in this one, I think there is some debate, but for those that have watched and really paid attention, I think it makes a ton of sense what I'm about to say here. And it's going to be Chido bale naturally. Mike Hilton, Cam Taylor-Britt, those are your starters. And your backups, Jalen Davis behind Hilton, DJ Turner. And then the sixth corner, I think, is DJ Ivy. I think he beats out Sidney Jones, the fourth, who's missed a couple practices now. Jones has has gotten beat. A little bit more than you'd like to see. And I think you roll with the young guy in Ivy. Now, that could change if Ivy gets beat on Friday night and and doesn't put out great tape because then you could maybe sneak him onto the practice squad. But I think Jones might be on the outside looking in as of right now.
0: He's missed some practices like this week. Yes. I didn't know that. That is a useful Uh, piece of information.
2: Um. Uh, dum, dum, dum. Looks like you should move to Cincinnati. Dum, 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 dum.
0: DJ Ivy's made plays throughout training camp. I've had seven corners on the roster throughout training camp. Obviously, there's no room for them now. We only have room. Both of us only have room for six corners, and it, it's it's really hard. We talked about Sidney Jones last year went yeah. unclaimed. Had a lot more salary attached to his name before he quickly signed. With the Raiders. Went a long time this offseason without a deal. Got a veteran minimum deal. Does he get through waivers this time? It's a little bit harder. DJ Ivy wasn't perfect in the preseason game. He's a seventh round pick. It's really hard for those guys sometimes. And he played a whole lot more than Sidney Jones. Which is maybe just an indication that the Bengals think they know what they have there. Sidney Jones, to his credit, was in great position on the two catches he gave up. And just couldn't make the play. He got out-muscled at the catch point twice for big plays. First down conversion and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. DJ Ivy also gave up catches on all three of his targets, and one of those was that ball in a tight window to Dontavion Wicks that that went for like 40 yards or something, Mm -hmm. 47 yards. So he gave up a big catch, but as a tackler, we've seen it time and time again. We've seen him make plays – in, in training camp and practices, making plays on the ball in the air, his physicality plays up. And you just keep the younger guy with potential here. Thinking, I mean, th- I think this truly comes down to James, which of these guys are more confident they can get to the practice squad? Because I think they would like both to be around. Sure. With the team.
2: No doubt. I, I think that that's, that would be ideal. I, to me, Ivy was drafted. There are obviously teams that would have tried to if he went undrafted because he was a seventh rounder would have tried to sign him. If you're one of those teams and you don't love your cornerbacks, you you take a flyer on him by claiming him. Like it's just real easy if he shows anything in these next two preseason games. Now if he doesn't and he gets beat like a drum on on Sunday or on on Friday, excuse me, against the Falcons, then maybe you try to sneak him onto the practice squad a bit and and go that route because. I think they know what they have in him. He's impressed throughout the process, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want those three receptions because it did look ugly. It was a welcome-to-the-NFL-type moment, I feel like. But uh, I don't want that to to sway my, my judgment here. I just think Ivy has the edge. Could change, but he has the edge as of now.
0: It should be a showcase game for DJ Ivy against the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. Arthur Smith offense. Run, run, heavy team. Bijan Robinson. I don't think that they'll necessarily be on the team at the same time. But Bijan Robinson is apparently going to play, so that'll be
2: Desmond Ritter throwing it around.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, is he? he he's certainly going to play. I don't know how much he's. I, play.
2: I thought he was going to play last week, and he didn't
0: play. So. You would, you would think. Uh, I, I would expect that he needs to play. He must. You
2: think the Bengals are going to play their starters.
0: It doesn't seem like they're gonna play starters. I wouldn't. It doesn't right. seem right. It would like be the a... DJ
2: Ivy game. I'd say Jackson Carmen, go get him.
0: <laughs> That's right. I mean, it, it truly is a, a chance I for would. him to, to show. I mean, because what yeah. we've seen, like what we've seen from him so far, is really good run defender, really good tackler, plays physical. That's what they've liked about him the whole time. Those physical tools, and yeah. and yeah, you could definitely make the case for Ivy. I think it comes down to practice squad. I think we're pretty much the same here, which is probably it's a sign we've spent too much time together. I think the most difficult decisions are around what happens with Jackson Carmen, around backup quarterback, around that last corner spot, if they keep six, which like, I think they might have to. And around the, the third running back spot, because Chase Brown is going to make the team as a draft pick. They, they sure. can't move on from Chase Brown as a draft pick. So
2: when well, he's one of their best are, runners, He's their second best runner.
0: Yeah. Th- those are really hard center backup center. Somebody challenging Trey Hill there, Max Sharpen getting in the mix, Ben Brown, Nate Gilliam, somebody getting in the mix there because it seems like Cody Ford's on the team. Deontay Smith. Does he continue to have that stretch of good play? These are the things that I think are still in the air. I think a lot of things are, are pretty well settled at this point though.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, it's crazy because it's the easiest like forty-eight man roster to put together. Yeah, but there's a lot of big question marks about like different spots. The good news is, none of them are starters. Yeah, and that's a wonderful, wonderful position to be in. It's
0: it's we're talking about backups. Backups All over the place here, we're talking about backups, and we'll get more information about these guys throughout the rest of training camp. Which last open practice to fans, I believe, is Wednesday. Maybe you're listening to this on your way. Is that right? Season ticket holders. I think the last one for
2: fans. It sounds right. Thanks for putting me on the spot. I can check the schedule.
0: I I, could have looked that up too.
2: Um,
0: Uh, We still have practices available to media, so we'll still have practice reports in that sense. And we have a couple more preseason games to help make these decisions.
2: Yeah, we do. I I looked at the – the wrong one i looked at the media one so yeah not sure oh Bengals announced training camp schedule here we go the yeah. Last one. wednesday yeah wednesday august 16th is the last day there you go and now you know not to put me on the spot
0: yeah just sort of looked it up myself while we went I'm a, that's gonna I'm do day to day
2: i'm day to day man i don't even know what day is tomorrow during camp it's day to day with me
0: wednesday august 16th you as go. we record this probably for you that's today if you're listening that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We're back again with another post-camp practice takeaway episode. And then we'll have a game preview as the Bengals are ready to go take on the Atlanta Falcons on the road for preseason game number two. Until next time, Bengals fans, let us know what you disagree with about this 53-man roster. day, and have a good one.